Greetings and salutations, all you podcast lovers out there, or you podcast haters. This is Sports Frenzy 2.0, your weekly look at the world of sports. He's a conquistador, Dave Height. He's the maestro, Kevin Crane. Your voices of reason in an unreasonable society. Yeah, geez. Week after week, it seems like it gets worse and worse, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, yes, it sports does. Sports and otherwise. But here we are, taping on June the 14th, 2023, hitting early Thursday morning, June the 15th. We are always here for you each and every week, like clockwork. Clockwork Orange? Like clockwork, the Queens of the Stone Age album can make multiple pop culture <laughs> references. So don't forget to check out the weekend edition as well. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Nice See, little segue. Tying it all nice together. Nice little segue. It's like it's like the rug. It just ties it all together. <laughs> Had a discussion about the Big Lebowski at work this week too. Nice. I brought up the fact that uh, it seems to to polarize the sexes. Yep. And then, of course, one of the women in the office goes, "I like it. I like it." <laughs> then you are the rare exception. That's what I said. <laughs> but back to sports. We've got two new champions, and when I say two new champions, I mean two new champions. First-time winners. Love it. Yep. Now, one, of course, in hockey, an expansion team that hasn't been around all that long, but the first title ever professionally for Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, beat the Florida Panthers four games to one and hoist the Stanley Cup. And they did it in dramatic fashion. They destroyed Florida in the last game, 9-3. to three. Yeah, I saw that score. I was like, wow, wow. Yeah, that was just an old-fashioned ass-kicking. Yep. <laughs> Lap dances for the Golden Knights, according to the Hustler Club. Right. We've seen this in other sports. It, sometimes an expansion franchise gets an influx of money right away, is able to build a franchise up quickly, successfully. Yeah, well, the whole expansion draft. You got top players that not all teams are going to be able to protect, so they're going to have star power right off the bat. So kudos to the Golden Knights. Congratulations. With hockey, it doesn't seem like it's really that easy to go back-to-back. -back. No, it's very difficult. And, of course, after the bizarre season we saw with the Boston Bruins, who knows what's going to happen next year. But, again, congrats to Las Vegas. Yep. So now we shift from the ice to the hardwood. And, again, another franchise winning their first ever title, but in this case, a little bit longer wait. A lot a longer bit, wait. A little bit different situation. The Denver Nuggets came in to the NBA from the ABA back in 1976. To put that in perspective, that's right around the time when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Seattle Seahawks both came in to the NFL. Since then, the Buccaneers have won two titles. Yep. The Seahawks have won one. But and finally, finally, 
Denver breaks through. Yep. Behind the finals MVP, the Joker. Yes, and once again, as I will say every time we talk about this, screw Kendrick Perkins, screw that racist. He stole, he basically stole with his mouth a third MVP from Nikola Jokic. By far the best player in the league, despite what that racist jerkwad yeah, says. You gotta give it to Joel Embiid because we can't give it to a white guy for three times in a row. Why not? If he's the best player, what it what what is Embiid's numbers look like compared to Jokic? All I know is Kendrick Perkins is a racist. I will say it every time on the show that Nikola Jokic comes up because he should have had three MVPs by now. Screw Kendrick Perkins. ESPN should be embarrassed to have him on staff. That disgusting beard of his, him and James Harden. How do they eat without those beards? (laughs) Very carefully. You know, it's amazing they don't have like pieces of crab leg and, and stuff hanging out of their beards. Little centipedes crawling in yeah, and out. Yeah, exactly. Disgusting human beings. But congratulations to Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. Now the question is, is this a team that's good enough to repeat? Is it a one-and-done situation like we saw at the Milwaukee Bucks? The Bucks could bounce back. They could. Injuries hit the Bucks this year. So So we will see. Yep. They've got the team in place. Is this the changing of the guard with LeBron getting older, with the the Warriors getting older? The Celtics can't, can't, they can't stay out of their own way. They, they should really be the team that should have won multiple titles over the last four or five years. They should have, but coaching seems to be their main issue at this point. Yep. And we don't want to take anything away from the Miami Heat. Of course, we've been trying to extol the praises, the virtues of um, the head coach there Spolstra. in Miami, Spolstra, the the chosen one as Pat Riley handpicked him to take over after yep. he stepped out or stepped into the front office. Yeah, that that team was outmatched, but they gave everything they had. Is Jimmy Butler destined to become Charles Barkley? Is he destined to become one of those players like Dominique Wilkins who never gets the ring? Hall of Famer who never gets a ring. It's possible. He's kind of a journeyman at this point in his career, too, because this is, what, his third team? Well, yeah, because he went from the Bulls to the T-Wolves, right? Yeah. Because he followed Thibodeau. He followed Thibodeau. And then he went to the Heat. So. Everybody respects Jimmy Buckets. Yeah. There's nobody can question his heart and his athletic ability and his right. leadership. Yep. Now he's been to two finals now with the Heat. Yep. So he, he could be one of those snake-bitten players. Yep. Always the bridesmaid. Yep. And that's sad. That's sad, but the the deserving team won. Let's put it that way. The team yeah. that should have won the whole thing won it. You can make the argument about, well, did the Heat kind of show that the regular season doesn't matter all that much? Did the Lakers help them out by getting to the final 
for both the Heat and the Lakers, as we've talked about, pushing their way through from the play-in tournament. Does that mean we're going to rest players even more, give them more load management? I You can't do that because nobody's going to go to the games if they're not going to get to see your star players. I don't follow the Denver Nuggets, but I will say this. I never heard anybody making a big deal about Murray and Jokic, the big two stars, getting a ton of nights off. Yeah, you never heard about them. It's always everybody else. So I'm hoping that that sets sets the example for the rest of the league where they say, okay, maybe we do need to play our, our stars more than we are in order to set ourselves up for a better seed, more momentum, yeah. better outcome at the end. Yeah. No, if, if I would say if they want to do the load management and you have the back-to-backs, rest your guys at home because most times they're going to be in front of their home fans. Let them play on the road. Right where others will finally get an opportunity to see them. You're going to have 41 shots at home for your hometown fans to see the stars. The other ones, no, once, twice. all across. You need to appease the fans across the league and have your guys play on the road. Agree completely. For the last time, until the NBA season starts in three days, Uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry. Three (laughs) months. Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. This is is one that I'm happy with. Good to see a team win their first title. Good to see a fan base finally get to celebrate. I I know what that's like. You know what that's like. Yes, yes, we do. So, very, very cool for the Denver Nuggets fans. So, that leaves in Denver. Thinking, I, I was thinking about this of the cities that have the four major sports franchises. Step your game up, Rockies! Yep, You're the only one that hasn't won a title! You're the slackers. All right. One little tidbit of NBA news, and we're going to move on to the NFL. New coach. I believe this will be the final new hire. The Raptors hire Darko Rajakovich. Donnie Darko? (laughs) No, that's Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) Darko Rajakovich, Grizzlies assistant, will now be the head coach for the Toronto Raptors. All right. There we go. All right. We got some interesting stuff to talk about in the NFL. Most of this stuff broke a day or two ago. But first off, we all know... Your wife, Mrs. C, the big Buffalo Bills fan she is. Yep. Unfortunately, the Bills are in the news. For the wrong reasons. Well, let's start with the good. There is one good thing. All right, lead with the good. Their quarterback, Josh Allen, will be on the cover of Madden (laughs) NFL 24. Yes, Mrs. C was not happy about that. Oh, the curse. The curse (laughs) is gone. There's no curse anymore. There's no curse. There's no curse. But now the other stuff, not so good. Not so good. Stefan Diggs, not there for the beginning of mandatory camp, missing time. Very, 
hush hush speculative of what's going on. Coach not happy. Says yeah, it's Josh an issue. Allen Josh Allen took a hit on this and said that part of this is my fault. I don't get why he's laying blame on he's himself. He's being the team leader. Yeah, but all you hear is we're supporting him. Whatever we love him. Who knows what the hell's going on? You and I have talked about in the past on this podcast, the prima donna wide receivers. Yeah, And it's not like he's asking for a new contract. He just got paid last year. He just, in April of 2022, signed a four-year, $96 million extension with a huge signing bonus. I yeah. believe then record signing bonus. So good news is today he did return to camp, participated in individual workouts, not team drills. Yeah. So I guess he was. Boy, there. I hope this is. I about guess money. he was there Monday for his physical, and then left. So, unless he's dealing with something, because his production declined in the second half of the season. I just really, really hope this is not about money. If it is already after signing the extension. And the and way he wouldn't, finished he wouldn't be the, the season. He wouldn't be the first one to pull this crap. No, he wouldn't. But finishing the season on the slide that he did does not set himself up for that. No. No. Running back news. Interesting <clears throat> running back news. We've talked about, again, in the past, a topic that is reverberated over the last couple of years through the NFL, the devaluing of running backs. And we're kind of seeing it coming out of Minnesota, first and foremost. They release Dalvin Cook. And rumors are now that the Colts might be shopping Jonathan Taylor. <sighs> Crazy, isn't it? And the New England Patriots brought James Robinson into camp who two years ago looked like he had recovered from his health issues, was an absolute stud for the Jaguars. Yeah, so brought him in a couple weeks ago, and they've already released him. I'm wondering if that's not setting it up to bring Cook in. That could very well be for them. And then you've got New York. They franchised uh, Saquon Barkley. Then there's still no talk of And he's contract. not happy. No, because he was told by them that they were going to sign him to another deal. And there's been no talk from them at this point. Yeah. So what the hell? You're lying to your players in New York? There's Again, I think the running back position is so tricky right now. Because we all know once they hit 30, for the most part, there are exceptions to the rule. But for, when you hit 30, you got too much tread on your tires, worn off. Yeah, then you start to kind of slip a little bit. Yep. Eh, who knows? Interesting signings outside of the running back news and the wide receiver drama. The best defensive player arguably on the market, defensive end Frank Clark of formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs, signs with division rival Denver. Very interesting. 
And of course, as Dave alluded to the New York Jets or the New York football scene, the New York Jets can't go without making news if the Giants are having headlines with Saquon Barkley in those negotiations. Let's bring in another former Green Bay Packer player <laughs> to kiss Aaron Rodgers' ass. Yeah, why not? Former Packer and Bear, safety Adrian Amos signs a deal roughly $4 million with the New York Jets. Yep, and they were kind of forced to pick somebody up with an injury in camp, so there you go. So why not? Sign a Packer to make Aaron Rodgers happy. Make him feel at home. (laughs) I have never. Get him a block of cheddar every day and be happy. I have never, ever, ever rooted so. I'm going to root so hard against the Jets this year. You won't believe it. As hard as we rooted against the Packers. I will root for the Detroit Lions to win our division as Bears fans more than I will. I will. Hope and pray for the demise of the Jets to fall into a fairy pit of fire and brimstone because I hate this shit. You get what you get. Not only bringing the idiot in, but pandering. With his patchouli stink, bringing all. Ellen Lazard. Ooh. Who the ever fucking living, breathing fuck said Ellen Lazard was a top 40 wide receiver in the NFL? He didn't do much of anything last year. I'd rather have Christian Watson, the young kid they brought in. Yeah. Here, here, Aaron, here's a young receiver who's got promise. Yeah. How about you actually work with him? There's a novel idea. Then, of course, the running backs. He left two great running backs behind in Green Bay. And now he's got Brees Hall, young stud running back, coming off a very, very difficult injury to come back from. Oh, yeah. but they're, they're, we're going to win the Super Bowl. You're we're gonna not win. going You're anywhere. You're going to finish in third place in your own goddamn division. You're not beating the Bills, and you're not beating the Dolphins. Jesus, God, I can't wait for this train wreck. I can't wait for it. Halfway through the season, Rodgers is going to be throwing one of his typical tantrums. Yeah, let's see how he and the New York media get along. Yeah, <laughs> that's when we be get fun, to, to late October, early November. When there's struggles, when they're questioning his his capabilities, and if the Patriots do get Dalvin Cook, they could finish it in last. It's possible. Maybe that's what Mac Jones needs. That uh, and getting rid of Matt Patricia <laughs> as an offensive coordinator. Yeah, no kidding. Again, that train wreck was doomed from the beginning. All right, wrapping up segment one. One final football note, this time moving to college news locally. Athletic director Jack Swarbrick at the University of Notre Dame stepping down next year. Peter Bivakwa, chairman of NBC Sports, will be his replacement. Wow. Really? Gee. The chairman of NBC Sports? You mean the the channel that throws money at Notre Dame to keep them? To uh, keep the home games on 
Network. And Peacock. And Peacock. <laughs> Bavakwa, a Notre Dame grad himself, leaving NBC here shortly, I think in July, to start working side-by-side with Swarbrick for the next six months to make for a smooth transition. And lo and behold, wouldn't you know, there's a new contract that needs to be negotiated between Notre Dame and NBC. This is ridiculous. This is <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Swarbrick. The first thing he says to Bivakwa is, "Don't sign a fat, angry football coach after one good year <laughs> to a ten-year extension." Yeah, no kidding. God. Charlie Weiss somewhere fat and happy, and I mean, I mean fat. fat. Probably not happy, but fat. And that's going to do it for segment one, kids. Dave and I will be right back after a quick promo break. So don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Patrick, not Pat, Mahomes, Super Bowl champion and MVP. And when I'm not trying to keep my wife and brother in line, I'm listening to Sports Frenzy on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Stitcher, Amazon, and Audible. Brittany, come on, stop posting on Twitter. Jackson, will you please get off TikTok? Man, it's times like these I really miss doing stupid, silly State Farm ads with Coach Reed. All right, welcome back. Segment 2 of Sports Frenzy 2.0 coming at you. Recording June 14th, 2023. Dropping, as always, on Thursday this week, the 15th. I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. Along with the maestro, Kevin Crane. And we're going to be talking NASCAR here on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Amazon, Audible, iHeartRadio, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher! As always, check out the Facebook page, Baseball Picks, posted every Sunday night or Monday. And NASCAR, NASCAR picks, picks when there's a race. Yeah, there is no race this week, which, of course, don't understand why they take Father's Day off. You would think the fathers would want to watch a race. No, spend time with the kids and the wife and the family. Sure. I want a race! Give me a race! Some families get together around the TV to watch the race. So as Dave mentioned, but, no picks this week, but we do have a recap of Sonoma. I think what Dave's trying to say is it was boring. It was dominated by the Toyotas, initially by Denny Hamlin, who had the pole, but then by Martin Truex Jr. Who, I, I'm really happy he's having a good year. It's good for him. This is his farewell season, maybe. Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if he picks up another win or two he and, can't. and has a good showing in the playoffs. He's got to stick he's around. He's not that one old. More. No, he's, he's not, not that old. 
no. No, he, that car was on a freaking rail. There was no way anybody was going to touch that car. Even if Hamlin wouldn't have spun out and damaged his car out of the race. Right. Truex was not going to be denied this one. That car was just so damn strong. Yep. Yep. Simple Denny. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the inside barrier. Shout out to the outside barrier. Broke something. Oh, broke the right rear tire of the whole assembly back right, there. Right. So that right. sent him to a, a bad, bad ending. So Chase Elliott, okay. Gambled at the end, stayed out, even though he had a little bit more wear on his tires. Took the lead for a brief bit. Luckily, only faded to fifth yeah. for our for selfish our, purposes. Yeah. But no, it just was not an exciting race. It was one of the most boring Sonoma races in some time. And again, I'll point this out. I like the fact, and I wish they do it for all the races. I like the fact they don't stop the race on the road courses this year for the caution, but they award the stage points. Right. They need to do that throughout for everything. We don't need a caution after a stage. Right. Just keep running Just it. Just let it go. But the strategy didn't seem to change that much for these drivers at Sonoma, at least. No. Whereas Chase Elliott didn't care about the any playoff points, any stage points. Nope, they just stuck with their race plan. Yeah, so nobody really raked in a ton. Even Truex didn't rake in a ton of stage points. No. So. Noah yeah. Gregson did not run in this race out with a concussion. We have got a break, and unfortunately, not not our show. No, NASCAR. no, no, no. NASCAR has. <laughs> we just started this segment. Come on, but no. This is the awful, awful mid-season break where everything shifts now to NBC. There was an online poll that was being done for NASCAR I heard they want Mike Joy fired for what? something he did during oh, the Sonoma on. race. And I'm like, have you listened to Steve Latart? Steve Latart? And we're looking at him for, what, 20 races now? God help us. No. There was an online poll. Which broadcast do you prefer, Fox or NBC? Fox was preferred two to one. Yeah. So it's, it's NBC's terrible. It's terrible coverage. Awful. Primarily because you got Steve Letart who doesn't know how to shut up and let anybody else talk. Well, you know, I don't like I don't like Jeff Burton. I don't like Dale Earnhardt Jr. They, no, they, they could do so much better. There's, there's no guys chemistry out there among that. They could that. grab, steal, and throw in the booth. That we Fox gets all the great guys. Yeah. Oh, got... we're going to rotate Tony Stewart. And, uh, you know, we're going to bring in Jamie McMurray. And, you know, we'll bring in Kurt Busch. You know, we'll throw Rusty Wallace right. in. We'll bring DW back. Hell, let's throw Bill Elliott in there. Yeah. NBC, we get the same cast of clowns. Kyle Petty. Don't forget it's... Kyle Petty. Each and every week. And you would Ugh. think NASCAR would be more business savvy than this. To look at how Fox steals the show over the first 16 races. 
And then they hand it off to NBC. To the C team. Who can't figure out if they want to put it on NBC or they want to put it on NBCSN or they want to put it on CNBC or they want to put the race on Peacock. Or USA or whatever the hell else. So Uh, that will start with Nashville. Oh, yay. Yeah. But we've got more race news. Schedule rumors. Dave will be very happy about this rumor. I am to a point, and I'm unhappy about it to a point. Latest rumor. Now, the schedule won't be announced till late summer, early fall. The Bristol dirt race looks like it's out. Thank God. That was an abysmal piece of garbage race. And who is looking like they're going to get a race in 2024? Yes, North Wilkesboro. Yes! Now, the part about this I don't like is knocking Bristol down to one race when Kansas still gets two is pathetic. Kansas should not get two races. Kansas does not deserve two races. It's a crap cookie cutter track that is boring as hell. Bristol only having one race to me is a travesty. That is a travesty. Although they did it to themselves. I know you said this. All the progressive banking that they put in to improve the racing and it ruined it. Then they tried to go back and they couldn't get it right. They ruined Bristol. So don't get me wrong. Again, I'm fine with the dirt race going away, and I'm fine with North Wilkesboro coming back. But Wilkesboro should have gotten one of the Kansas states. And the Bristol race should have just gone regular, back to a regular race. See, nobody listens to us. I didn't know whether to do this one in football or in racing. So I saved it for here. Of course, we talked last week about stadium news. The Jacksonville Jaguars, if they end up refurbishing their stadium, are going to have to have a temporary place to play. They've got three options on the table. Playing at the University of Florida. Playing in Orlando at Camping World Stadium. Or playing in Daytona at the International Speedway. That would be <laughs> unbelievable. That um, would be wild. Now, that's the isn't that the closest, I would think, for them, of the three? Yes. It's got to be closer yeah, to Orlando. It's the, it's the closest for them. Right. So, <laughs> number one, it would be awesome to have them playing at Daytona. That would be pretty damn cool. But number cool. two, to me... This is kind of a football thing, but keeping the Jaguars in the U.S. Yeah. Is the most important part of it. Don't put them overseas. Don't put them in another country. Ugh. You want to talk about Le Mans? Or should I give you... Let me give you my last little NASCAR tidbit. Because near and dear to our hearts, we're going to talk about baseball in a minute. The Chicago White Sox will be sponsoring <laughs> Ty Dillon for the Chicago Street Course Race. You and know, on a follow-up note, the Cubs will get Chase Elliott. <laughs> because that's how it goes with baseball in Chicago. I had to do it. I had to do somebody it. Somebody <laughs> has to one-up. 
Now, buddy Jamie texted me that the Sox were sponsoring the car. I'm like, the car looks great. Too bad they couldn't sponsor a real driver. Why, why are you not sponsoring one of the top teams who actually has a legitimate shot? That's how freaking cheap Jerry Reinsdorf is. Sell the damn team. That's kind of what I was saying. Yeah. God, what a tight wide pain in the ass piece of crap owner. Ty Dillon, what the twenty eighth best driver? Yeah, in the this Cup is ab- <laughs> that's typical of a Reinsdorf run organization at this point. Cheap. Sorry. Why would you go for a win? Look at the team that's on the field. Look what you put out there the last two years with a sleepy-ass, old, retired, washed-up, has-been Tony Larusa. Tell everybody about LeMond. Calm All down, right. and then we'll get to the White shifting, Sox in a minute. Shifting back to <laughs> racing here. Legitimate racing. Nope. Last weekend, the 24 Hours of Le Mans took place over in France on the Cirque de de la Sarthe. I actually probably watched about six hours of it that I was able to around everything else going on. That was pretty exciting between the hypercars running up front, between the Ferraris, the Porsches, the intrigue with the Cadillacs or Ganassi. A lot of passing going on. And all through the night, I probably watched a couple hours from about 1230 to 2.30 in the morning oh, <laughs> as, as the sun was starting to come up over there. But uh, Peugeot got to lead for a while, but then the big boys started flexing their muscle again. So Ferrari, back for the first time in 50 years, took the checkered flag overall, followed by a Toyota and then the two Chip Canassi Cadillacs. Uh, Corvette team won the GTE class, but the NASCAR Garage 56 innovative car finished the race. They wound up 39th overall, 10th if they would have been with the GTE class. They would have finished ahead of all the GTE cars had it not been for having to replace the brakes and then later on having to replace the gearbox and transmission. But they did accomplish their goal of finishing the race. So much better than anybody anticipated. So kudos to that whole team. And you told me the fans. Oh, yeah. As the garage, as they were celebrating, fans were walking by the NASCAR team there saying, come back next year. So they got a great reception very welcomed over there and they put on a great show they did themselves proud very cool very very cool and again now with Lamont over with fox losing the nascar coverage the indy 500 is over now it's all nascar on nbc yay team <laughs> all right moving on to baseball where we are going to announce our Clint Eastwood badasses of the week. We'll start off with some headlines first, then we'll get to our teams. Yep. Uh, how about those A's? 
On yeah, screwing me <laughs> over two weeks in a row. So much for that strategy. Yeah, seven-game winning streak by these hapless, homeless athletics. They beat the Braves two weeks ago, two out of three. Then they just swept the Brewers, and they're beating up on the Tampa Bay Rays right now. Yeah, who the hell – what the hell's going on? It's going to get to the point now where the Royals are going to be the worst team in baseball, so we can't make fun of the Oakland A's anymore. No, no, we can't. And go figure, on the night that the A's fans do their reverse boycott. When the they, Oakland fans, yeah. Yeah, the Oakland fans. Reverse boycott. Over 27,700 fans showed up to, what was it, Sunday's game? Or was it Monday's game? Whatever. To see them win. And they were chanting, sell the team. They were against the move to Oakland, or move from Oakland to Las Vegas. And lo and behold, during that game, Nevada passed, was it Stadium Bill 1, throwing $380 million of public money to the A's new stadium in Vegas. So there you go. It was inevitable. It was you inevitable. You knew it was coming. And the Bay Area has nobody to blame but themselves because they wouldn't do anything with that stadium. They wouldn't work with the team to find an alternate area. They wouldn't work with them to fund a stadium. They did everything but make it happen. So, shame on the Bay Area. Yeah, and the thing is, there's a, a legacy there, uh, a history of success. Yeah. And it's a shame that they're going to move. I don't know if the – will they stay the A's? Will they be the Las Vegas A's, the Las Vegas Athletics? Who I don't knows? know. But when you've got a monster sitting out there relatively nearby – that's trying to build themselves up as a professional sports juggernaut, which is what Vegas is doing. We mentioned in the first segment about the Golden Knights. Of course, now they have the Raiders in football, another Bay Area team that they tore away from that Oakland area. Well, Oakland couldn't keep the Raiders for a while anyway. They went down to Los Angeles for how long? Up and down the coast. And you know, eventually they're gonna get an NBA team. Oh yeah, they're gonna have the four, the big four. It's inevitable. Yep. So, Trevor Bauer news broke today. In trouble again, yet another sexual assault allegation, and of course, the first thing he did, countersue the woman. Now, here's the thing: I've tried to stick up for Trevor Bauer. Because he's never been convicted in a court of law of any sexual assault. No. And with all the text messages from the woman asking for different things, from her being on record with friends saying, that, I'm going the to previous be, one. Yeah, and the previous one, I'm out to get him. You kind of unwittingly wanted to back him up. But now... Uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. 
And that's what troubles me, is that now we've got another allegation vehemently denying it. Of course why, he is. Why are all these women picking on him? There's plenty of other fish in the sea, plenty of other superstars making more money than Trevor Bauer is. Why are they all accusing him of these acts? Maybe because he actually perpetrates the acts? I'm beginning to I'm beginning to regret giving him the benefit of the doubt. Let's put it that way. Yeah, like you said, where there's smoke, there's fire. Now, controversy, of course, with the Toronto Blue Jays as they cut pitcher Anthony Bass at the start of Pride Weekend. This pisses me off. After he had posted social media boycott comments about his Christian background and how he did not agree with Bud Light and Anheuser Bush. He did not agree with Target and what they were doing. And so the Blue Jays cut this guy right at the worst possible time in terms of how it looks for him. Yeah, this was an absolute shit move by the Blue Jays. Absolutely hate this. And you can't, the problem is, in terms of baseball moves, you probably can't make an argument that that it was a prejudicial move because he was... 0-0, 0-0, no wins, no losses, 35 years old, 495 ERA. So they could say, whoa, he just, it was a performance. he's not that good. They, yeah. Yeah, no, bullshit on the timing of it all. Yeah. And Horrible course, look. We see this more and more each and every week that passes in our society. Stop the pandering. Injuries. Two big injuries this past week. The floundering record payroll New York Mets lose Pete Alonzo with a wrist injury. He's going to be out at least three or four weeks. Yep. Speaking of the Mets, how about Drew Smith getting ejected for having sticky hands before he even takes the mound in a relief appearance? And this is, of course, after... Max Scherzer got in trouble for this a month or so ago. Yeah. As the ump said about Drew Smith, both hands were sticky. The stickiest hands we've come across as a crew. So he's a double fister. Yes. Yes, he is. God. Come on, people. Just stop. Well, there are rumors out there that because Max Scherzer has looked very bad lately. That how long has he been using stuff? Well, because he got busted and he's had to to back off, and now he's hanging sliders and they're smacking him out of the park. Yep, he's looking very mortal. I, all of te- a I tend to believe it's more because he's just getting old. He's old. He doesn't have the command that he used to. Age is catching up with him. Now the other big injury of the week. For the Houston Astros, MVP candidate Jordan Alvarez, an oblique injury. He could be out from a month four, and a half to two months. Yeah, four to six, yeah. four to eight weeks, yeah. actually. Yeah. So Yikes. two huge injuries, huge injuries. And I look at the numbers and I look at 
you realize one of the top home run hitters in Major League Baseball is one Jorge Soler, <laughs> former Cub. And how many does he have right he now? He had 19 the other day. I think Otani's got 20. Alonzo, I think, had 21 when he went down. Yeah. I mean, jeez, please. Uh, the bidding will start at now, what, $60 million for Otani? <laughs> God help us. <laughs> and that's going to be way too damn much for any player. And will, again, this is going to be the question here for the next month and a half up till the July 31st trade deadline. If the Angels keep playing well, if will they trade him? Will they trade him? Is the owner secretly hoping that, that they, they tank so they can get rid of him? To get something? We'll have to wait and see. All right, <sighs> Cubs, before we get to the White Sox, I don't know what the big difference is between the two. There's no difference. Two losses is basically it. Yeah. Cubs 29 and 37. Pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. All the batting averages plummeting. Fourth place as we tape in the NL Central. Five and a half behind the resurgent Pittsburgh Pirates. It helps a lot when the Brewers suck and the Brewers lose three games at home to the Oakland A's. But I'm not bitter. No, no, you're not. Not at all. Kudos. Not my badass of the week, but kudos to my man, Kyle Hendricks, this past Saturday night after a couple rough starts coming back from a long shoulder injury rehab. Eight innings pitched, one hit allowed against the Giants. Yep, he had a hell of an outing. Kyle, back just in time to get traded. Yep. What was it? Nothing. No fastballs over 90. No, that's how he pitches. Which is, he hit his spot. He is a pitcher. And again, I'm going to be extremely sad to see him go. As I love him. I love him. He he reminds me of Greg Maddox. You know, somebody's going to get lucky picking up Hendricks. Yep. I'm telling you, a contender yep. is making going to be a final run. Thankful they get him. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Shifting to the south side, White Sox sitting at 29 and 39, third place, five and a half games behind the Twins. Six. Twins won well, today. All right. Six games at this point. The Twins are two games over 500. So we'll see what the Sox don't do against the Dodgers tonight as we tape. Again, just absolutely abysmal. Last night, as we tape, that happened on the 13th. Lance Lynn once again looks awful and gets knocked around in the first inning. Just not helping the team out at all. And then what really doesn't help, that's hurt over the weekend was Liam Hendricks going down with elbow inflammation. No structural damage, so they just have to let him heal up. Coming back from his 
cancer treatments. He did not have the spring to get in shape, did not have enough time. So I think that's just him coming out flame throwing without proper preparation is what's going on there. So we both have our Hendricks boys that we're yep. eyeing carefully here up for our teams. But unlike you, Liam is my Clint Eastwood badass of the week. Again, we talked about him coming back from cancer. But the night of his return, as he was taking the field, coverage went to one gentleman in the stands holding up a sign, basically saying, thank you, I'm battling too. And it's come out that Hendricks reached out to him. And with his foundation, they're doing everything they can to help him out with his battle and giving him the support he needs. So good for him for taking that initiative. Yep. Let's hope Liam Hendricks comes back. I agree with you. This has got to be just working his way back from a long mm -hmm obviously treatment for cancer, but just a long time off in terms of baseball in terms of throwing and pitching yeah. at major league level. All right. My Clint Eastwood badass of the week to wrap up segment two, also in baseball, New York Yankees announcer, John Sterling. Starting to wind it down, getting close to retirement. He's 84 years old. I'm not a fan of his home run calls. No, he's but, kind of a... But I'll give him credit for this. Foul ball hit, straight back, <laughs> bounces right in front of him up in the booth, shoots right off the table in front of him, smacks him right dead square in the forehead. Ouch! I've seen the video. I have seen the video. I heard the audio. And he took a pretty solid shot. And I think he went, ow, 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 ow. God, I didn't think that was coming up here. Yeah. Went right back in, finished the game. For an 84-year-old to take one bounce straight hit off the forehead like that, off Oof. a major league bat, a foul ball, I give John Sterling my badass of the week. Well earned. All right, kids, one final segment left here for Sports Frenzy. We've got a lot to talk about in our little fringe sports, our miscellaneous sports, tennis and golf, a little bit of TV talk, a little bit of horse racing. We, we got a little of everything. And, of course, a couple dumbasses to discuss. So one final promo break, one final segment. Dave and I will be right back. Hello, friends. Are you tired of the boring sports analysis you get from the major outlets? If so, join the maestro and the conquistador for a riveting discussion of all sports topics on Sports Frenzy 2.0, available on Spotify, Google, Apple, and wherever podcasts are available. All right, everybody, third and final segment here, Sports Frenzy 2.0. June the 14th, 2023, this will hit Thursday morning, June the 15th. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. Glad, as always, to have you aboard each and every week for this extravaganza 
But don't forget to check out your Saturday morning Hangover Cure, the weekend edition where we will review this week the new album from Extreme 6. I will have a review of Liam Neeson as Philip Marlowe in Marlowe. I have a book review, Joe Nesbo's latest Harry Hole novel, Killing Moon. And I have a TV streaming show for you to stay the hell away from. Thanks to my daughter, the protege, for recommending that. So you'll have to check in. I ha- I, mm, it's not quite a story time, but it's a back to a show that's on streaming that was on the back burner that we are through season one of now. So all that good stuff. All that good stuff and the usual moments of silence, lots of passings in the world of entertainment and pop culture to discuss as opposed to, thankfully, this week in the world of sports, nothing to report. And, of course, your favorite game show for the weekend edition this week. Not going to do it here for the sports edition, but for the weekend edition Red Foreman's dumbass or not. So you have got so much to look forward to come Saturday morning. Pounding headache, dry mouth. We got you covered. But for now, we have to wrap up the world of sports and our unique takes and breakdown of that world. Congratulations to Novak Djokovic. He overcomes. Missing not one but two chances here over the past few years because of vaccine mandates. And the stupid rules that were put in place. But he finally gets it. He finally, as he wins this past weekend's men's French Open title, now holds a record for the men. 23 Grand Slam titles. With the opportunity to add to that number. Yes, with Nadal out for the year, Federer done. Djokovic will be favored for the last two. Wimbledon, of course, and the U.S. Open, the last two majors of the year. Even though he is, I believe, 36 right now. He's still far and away. People are saying he could definitely get to 30. It's definitely 30 majors. Yeah, it's possible. That will be a record that will never, ever be reached. I don't like to say never say never. Never say never. That will be very difficult to top. Right. And I believe he's one short right now of Margaret Court for the overall men's and women's. Yes. In horse racing, a major. The Belmont Stakes, Archangelo wins. Yep, they were able to get it in despite the wildfires in Canada. The smoke shifted enough from the coast to allow the Belmont to take place. And kudos, the first female trainer with Archangelo to ever win a triple crown race. Groundbreaking. So there you go. So you don't have Bravo. to shove it down our throats. If people it happens, will, it happens. People will make the magic happen on their own without the help of our idiotic media pushing 
the headlines. And then in golf this coming weekend, we might not have racing, but we have got golf. Thank <laughs> God. At least we've got the U.S. Open this weekend for Father's Day. And at least somebody, <laughs> somebody had the guts, the balls to, to pair to pair a PGA golfer with a live golfer. Oh, this is beautiful. No, you you need to take this one. My man Brooksy, Brooks Kepka, will be playing the first two rounds Thursday and Friday alongside Rory McIlroy. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it would bring you great oh, joy yes. to announce oh, I can't, that. I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this. McElroy hasn't won a major in what a decade. McElroy hasn't golfed well at all since the live was announced. And he talks, I'm a sacrificial lamb. Oh, I've tried so hard to back the peach. Shut up! Idiot. Shut up, idiot. Cannot wait to see Brooks Kepka literally destroy him. <laughs> Brooks came out here over the last day or two and said he's looking for double-digit major wins for his career. That's a man. That is a there winner. You go. That is a focused winner. He hurt himself. He had surgery. Took him a year to get over it. Now he's back. He's, back. he's the man. Sorry, Rory. I will be looking forward to watching this weekend the U.S. Open. Hopefully with another Brooks Kepka victory, or at least a Rory, Rory McIlroy sitting at home not making the cut. <laughs> so, speaking of golf, a couple of U.S. senators are calling for the U.S. Attorney General to look into this merger bringing up the Sherman Antitrust Act for the unlawful corporate merging. Because with all the big deal that was made and all of a sudden it's the kumbaya, everybody's playing together. People bolted the PGA for live to get away from a monopoly. And lo and behold, right back to where they started. Yep. Under questionable circumstances. Yep. So we've got the government involved, as Dave said, Senate committee looking to investigate this merger. Of course, now the news comes out as well that to offset the fact, as we talked about last week here on Sports Frenzy, that the PGA golfers were a little pissed off, a little little ticked off that they passed up all that guaranteed money, the signing bonus money that guys like Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson got to go to Live Golf. Now, well, we're going to tweak things a little bit. Oh. The PGA Tour quote-unquote loyalists, the ones that stuck with the PGA Tour when this fracture took place, will get equity shares in the new company. Yeah, because equity shares really make up for the lack of millions of dollars that they could have gotten. Oh, 
and uh, the PGA commissioner, Monahan, he's down with an illness. Oh, yeah. 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 It's probably a big, bleeding crater of an ulcer eating through his insides because of all the shit he's pulled over the last few weeks. Gee, I thought it might have been a stomach ailment from the shit sandwich he was forced to swallow. Um, addressing the PGA players for going back on everything he said. What I would never, after going through this, after oh going through God. this, looking like I betrayed the players of the PGA Tour, going behind their backs, come out right afterwards and say, and I've got to, I'm not feeling well. I'm ill. I'm not going to be able to do much for a while, guys, because I'm just not feeling well. Yeah. You're God. on your way out, you Could you look like a bigger ass. pussy? Oh, so pathetic. So freaking pathetic. All right, on the media front, we don't normally talk much about other sports media because we all know ESPN sucks. Fox Sports, they're okay. NBC Sports sucks. But I guess we have to acknowledge the fact that one of the most popular sports talk shows out there is Undisputed. I would dispute that. <laughs> despite that. Despite that. Despite your dispute. <laughs> <laughs> what Shannon Sharp has left. Yep. He, he did some work to get... Out of the contract. Right, he had a buyout. He took the buyout to get out of working with that egomaniacal twit. But then Shannon Sharp's crying on his last show as he announces that he's leaving. Thanks, Skip Bayless, with a heartfelt on-air thank you. Yeah, really, was it? I think we're going to see in the next couple of weeks what was going on. If he gets a better job immediately, right we out of the gate, no, that's why he shelled up, ponied up the money, yeah, to get out of the deal. Yeah, we know that they did not always get along, which is you don't. Does anybody like get along with Skip Bayless? No. Does anybody? No. Skip Bayless is one of the most unlikable personalities out there. Right. Because, of course, Shannon Sharp at least played the game, was a Hall of Famer when it came to football. Skip Bayless is like a Colin Cowherd, uh, like that idiot Greenberg on ESPN. These guys barely played middle school sports, yet they act like they know more than the professional athletes that played the sports. Yeah, kind of pathetic. And especially when you're on with one of the athletes. If you're spouting off on your own, all right, that's one thing. But if you're trying to go toe-to-toe with somebody about their sport, shut the hell up and listen. Yep. Yep, even if it's a racist like Kendrick Perkins. (laughs) He actually played basketball, so you have to defer to his knowledge of basketball. Except when it comes to understanding what an MVP is. But again, that was all about his political agenda. 
Love to see him, even in his prime, <laughs> whatever that was, go up toe-to-toe -to -toe against Jokic. Yeah, how long was his career? Not long. Was he ever better than the fourth or fifth best player on a team? No. Sorry, I don't mean to harp and focus on him, but he is such a blatant racist. I can't stand him. All right, as I mentioned, no moments of silence this week in the world of sports. So that's a good thing. We do not have any passings to pass along. So that leads us into, as we wrap up Sports Frenzy for this week, a couple dumbasses. Not enough to do dumbass or not. Not enough to play, but... But again, weekend edition will have your favorite game show. Got two for you. And if you've got one, Dave, feel free to chime in. First up, another guy who seems to be not as constant as a John Morant or a LeBron James on this list, but he likes to make an appearance every year or so. And that would be one Conor McGregor. Conor yes. McGregor takes things a bit too far, to say the least. Good Lord. You know... This guy has anger issues to begin with. And this just goes to a whole new level. So the Miami Heat bring him in. Game four of the NBA Finals. To kind of like stage a fake fight. Or supposedly a fake supposed fight. Supposed to be a fake fight. With the Heat mascot, Bernie. Well, it turns out Conor McGregor lands two very solid punches. Real punches, full on, full strength. And, of course, sends the kid, the gentleman, in the Bernie outfit to the ER. It wasn't just enough that he hit him twice to knock him down. Then, while Bernie was down, McGregor... Again, pounds on him while he's laid out. What was he on? There's speculation that McGregor was high on something. Would that shock me? No. 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 Everybody who knows him comes out and goes, this guy needs help. Yeah, he is not known as the, the most classy of fighters. Let's put it that way. And we know there's very few classy fighters out there but mcgregor's probably one of the worst yeah the guy is a not a good human being no now this one's kind of fun i don't want to pick on a security guard at a major sporting event because that's just not right they're doing their job and we have praised some of them like at uh the beginning of the baseball season when that idiot was it Chavez Ravine went out into oh. the outfield to to propose to his girlfriend and the security guard nailed his ass? Yep, because you're not supposed to be on the damn field. And then in that, in that instance, the dumbass was the guy yes. proposing, not the security guard. Right. The security guard did his job. Well, now maybe this will be a point of contention as we wrap things up between you and I. But I'm calling out the security guard. I don't have his name. It has not been released. 
But last weekend at the RBC Canadian Open, Nick Taylor wins in a playoff. Good friend of his, also a golfer who played in the Canadian Open, has a bottle of champagne, runs up to him on the 18th green or whatever hole they finished on since it was a playoff. I would assume it was the 18th still. Run, trying to run up to him to celebrate with him. This Adam Hadwin, his buddy Nick Taylor, security guard plants Adam Hadwin holding this, holding the champagne bottle, thinking he's a threat. <laughs> that is a dumbass move by the security guard. Security guards for an event like that need to know who all the participants are. You are not going to stop another golfer from running up to congratulate another golfer. Exactly. Especially when Ab- he had a champagne bottle. Yeah. It's not like he had an Uzi. He Ab- had a champagne bottle. It's stupid that he did not know it was another participant in the event. Yeah, so there's video out there, kids, if you want to check it out. Sorry, again. I, I hate I to call out people. I can't condone that. You need to know who the players are inexcusable especially with golf i mean come on he's wearing chinos and a polo shirt he's a golfer <laughs> right he's a golfer the crowd is in shorts and t-shirts come on the guy's not running up in cargo shorts in a motley crew shirt okay <laughs> he's wearing a, a polo shirt and chinos he's a golfer he's wearing a sponsor shirt yeah. Yeah, it's got Callaway and Ping all over it. That guy's a threat. He's a menace. He's a terrorist. I'm taking him down. Sorry. I thought that was, that a, was a, just a true dumbass That was completely And again, dumbass. I'm not trying to rip on anybody that has to protect people, security, police. I respect you guys. But in this case... That's it's just a lack of awareness. Yeah, Dave summed it up perfectly. You got to know who... who the the audiences who the threats might be and who the participants are. <laughs> God. There uh, you go. All right, kids. Please don't forget to check out the weekend edition. Dave and I have so much fun doing this, but we have just as much fun dealing with music, movies, pop culture. As I've promised you, new music from Extreme. We will play Red Foreman's Dumbass or Not with the Conquistador. So you do not want to miss Saturday morning's weekend edition episode, your best and only cure for your Friday night hangover. Yep. So we will talk sports with you next Thursday. Enjoy the weekend edition. Enjoy your time. We're out. We love you. Bye-bye.